Listen to the podcast version of this blog post here. Rule 5. The Power of Agency. The next thing that we need to consider is the power of agency. In previous chapters, I emphasized the importance of being proactive and taking the initiative. This largely boils down to a question of agency on your part. Many companies have developmental processes and structures in place. However, in order to separate yourself from the crowd, you need to find a way of breaking out and away from the most followed path. That does not mean that you have to put in infinitely more effort and work than everybody else, rather, it means that you need to be a little bit smarter about how you do it. At the end of the day, it's your development so you should be in charge of dictating its direction. If it is possible for you to pursue your goals within the structure of your own organization's policies then it certainly makes sense to exploit that as much as you can, perhaps getting feedback from knowledgeable colleagues. However, if you feel that your personal learning journey cannot be fully realized within the confines of your organization's predetermined professional development policies then you will have to make your own plan in addition to any mandatory training that you have to do. Again the issue of motivation is at play here. When I first joined the organization I currently work for I was keen to get started with my professional development having felt I had gone off track in the years prior. I was happy to find out that there was a clearly defined professional developmental program with resources available to assist in staff in orienting their development in a way that would be beneficial for both the individual and the organization. Further, that I would have a L manager assigned to me to help guide me through the process and hold me accountable to the goals that I set at the beginning or the year. I would soon learn the importance that the role of this line manager would play. During the first year of the my work with the organization, I was obligated to have two developmental observations. The first observation garnered some useful and constructive feedback. As a newbie T9 the organization I was obviously pleased with this. Being aware that I was among the lesser well-qualified and experienced members of staff, I was eager to display my strengths. However, I began to get concerned when I received equally positive feedback for the second observation. Unlike the first class, I knew that this lesson hadn't been very well prepared nor taught. Whilst the first time around I was anxious to just get through the process, the second time around I expected some critical feedback to help orient my own development. The fact that I knew the lesson was not up to the required standard but still resulted in the same level of feedback was slightly bemusing to me. My concerns about the veracity of this process were further heightened when the mid-end of year reviews were conducted simultaneously at the end of the year. This created the impression in my mind that this was simply how the process was done in the organization. A process more concerned with box ticking than fully fleshing out the developmental need of staff. Subsequently, however, with different line managers I was held to a much higher standard with a greater emphasis on feedback and performance management. The point of this story though is to highlight the fact that if you are dependent on other people and other people's interpretation of systems and processes for your development then you may find that you fail, short of where you want to be because the guidance that you receive is not as challenging to you as it could otherwise be. I was lucky. The change in line management came at exactly the right time for me as I was beginning to take a more deliberate and concerted approach to my development. However, I can easily imagine how my development could have stalled had this change not taken place when it did. Think carefully whether this is the case for and you in your current circumstance. Is the completion of professional development activities a mere box-ticking exercise, one that you are not engaged with so does not result in any improvements in your performance? If you suspect that this is indeed the case then it is vitally important that you exercise your own agency as an individual to make the most of any developmental and training opportunities that are available to you, driving forward with those activities which will be most beneficial to you in achieving your goals. Really, it is up to you to take charge of your own development. Nobody else is going to do it for you and nor should they. The power of agency is one of the most powerful tools you have at your disposal for it means the power to think independently and act in accordance with your values. 
Of course, it is necessary for you to work as much as possible within the frameworks of your organization. If resources and provisions are made for self-development, it is understandable that the organization would expect something in return for its investment. For those of you who align closely with the goals and values of your organization, you may find that this is an easy balance to maintain. For those of you however who are seeking to change career or take a more unconventional approach to your chosen career path, this may be more challenging if you are constantly having to work within an organization whose goals, aims and objectives you do not share. Organizations will naturally seek to exploit employees' agency in the pursuit of developmental goals that concur with the aims and goals of the wider organization. Your responsibility to yourself is to make sure that they also align with your own developmental goals. Dash. Professional identity. There is an intrinsic relationship between your professional identity and your agency as an individual. It is through the enactment of your agency that you are able to realize your identity within the organization. By taking charge of your own developmental activities you are therefore shaping this identity. A quick philosophical spin can help put this into better perspective. French sociologist and anthropologist Pierre Bourdieu outlines how an individual's agency fits within organizational structure. He identifies three spheres in which individuals inhabit, the habitus, field and symbolic capital. Habitat represents the ever-present symbolic resources, for example the cultural, social, and economic resources that are present within the organization. Field refers to the environment of interactions and contacts which individuals find themselves participating in. Lastly, symbolic capital is the result of individuals' inherent values which are then manifested through interactions within the environment through the cultural and social economic factors at play. The symbolic capital generated by the individuals represents the social relations that govern social mobility in a stratified society. Okay, so philosophical. Expounding here is done. The upshot of this conceptualization and philosophical wrangling is that by actively identifying and seeking out where you hope to position yourself within the field of the organization, you may then seek to align yourself closely to the people, projects, and opportunities that you wish to exploit. It is important to make this a rationalized process. It is not simply enough to say that you will do everything perfectly and with exercise maximum effort. The correct approach is to target your focus and attention on specific interactions with specific individuals and processes which will allow you to present yourself to others in the most beneficial and positive light. Action research is one way in which you may seek to activate your agency. The process of conducting action research projects is an ideal opportunity to both trial out new approaches targeted at improving efficiency on the one hand, and to present meaningful feedback to senior stakeholders. Firstly, by taking the initiative to make contact with those people you can learn from as discussed in the previous chapter previous chapter take a look around, you can seek to build mutually beneficial working relationships. Then, experimenting with different approaches to completing tasks recording their efficiency you will be conducting a form of action research. The results of which can then be presented to more senior members of the organization, demonstrating how they may seek to improve the efficiency of their services and systems. This kind of proactive activity and approach to development is likely to leave a keen impression on key decision makers. As mentioned previously, the trick is to make sure that while the action research project that you carry out aligns with the organizational aims, goals and values in terms of the outcomes produced by the research activities, the specific skills and competencies that you practice and try to develop are directly related to your own needs. Dash. What can you do right now? Make a note of the learning and development opportunities that are afforded to you in your place of work. For each of the available avenues, make a note of your answers to the following questions. Am I held accountable for my learning? If the answer is yes, who am I held accountable to, for example, line manager, human resources? On a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being total freedom 1 being rigidly defined, 
How much freedom do I have to choose and implement my developmental goals? Which does my current learning and development program, if one exists, more closely align with organizational aims and goals, or the goals and aims I have set myself as part of my continuing professional development? How forward-looking is the learning development program in which I am engaged? Is it concerned with long-term or short-term learning goals? How often have I received received constructive criticism on my work performance? Have I ever received positive feedback on performance which I knew you to be subpar? How much support do I receive throughout the year with regards my development? How many meetings and developmental conversations am I required to have with my line manager or supervisor? By answering the questions above you should be able to gain some kind of understanding as to how your current professional development activities may be improved upon in order to more closely align with your goals. If you are in a position where you are well supported through workplace initiatives which allow you pursue a dual track of development beneficial to both yourself and the organization then you have an ideal opportunity to engage in action research projects. However, if the opposite is true then you may need to consider how to incorporate some kind of transferable skill sets into your training activities that we will help fill any areas in which you are currently lacking.